You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, we are going to answer your questions and we are hopefully going to have a lot of fun doing it. So let's jump right in. This first question comes from Brett. Hey, Peter, it's Brett from Evansville, Indiana. Called with this question yesterday. I'm not sure how you do all this. I just started listening to the podcast uh, a month or so ago. But um, talking about cornerback on your mock draft Monday and if Patrick Sertain was supposed to fall to like 8 to 10, do you think it'd be worth Green Bay giving up some picks? And what do you think it would take to get them to move up and get him and pair him with Jair Alexander um, for the next, you know, five years or whatever? Um, and also be able to maybe even replace Jair, you know, after his next contract is, is through. Um, it would kind of give us, you know, options probably for a shutdown corner the next 10 years. And then also, uh, we didn't get a preseason this year. Um, so what are your thoughts on, or have you heard anything about Kadar Holman? Um, I remember his rookie year a couple of years ago, they were high on him in preseason, but we didn't get to see anything from him this year. So um, just wondering what you think. Thanks, bud. So a couple things on this. Um, and we we have subsequently done a podcast on on guys that you might trade up for. Um, and you know, he, he mentioned Patrick Sertain and, and JC Horn, and, and there are some other guys that you might trade up for. So here's the problem with, with going up that far. And we got another question about trading up and I do, I do want to address both of them, but they, they have this thing in common in terms of the problem. The quarterback situation in this draft is wild. And that has a huge bearing on what the market for these picks is going to be. So we think Trevor Lawrence is going one. No, we know Trevor Lawrence is going one. We got Zach Wilson going two. And we have a quarterback going three. Adam Schefter said he would be surprised if it's not Mac Jones. I'm going to operate under the assumption that it is in fact Mac Jones. And Schefter has been saying for weeks he thinks it's going to be he thinks it's going to be four quarterbacks in the top four. Well, even if that's the case, there's still one more out there. And that's going to either be Lance or Fields, but it could be Jones, whatever. It doesn't matter. Three quarterbacks are going to go in the first three picks. Someone might trade up to four. The Patriots could be that team. Washington could be that team. Denver could be that team. It's not going to be Carolina anymore, but there are there's a handful of teams that are going to be trying to move up. And if that guy starts to fall a little bit, there's going to be a lot of value in these picks where Green Bay might have to get up to get one of these top corners if that's something that they want to do. So if you have to get up to 10 to jump Dallas, because that's the other part of this. 
it's not just getting up. If you want the guy, if you want JC Horn or you want Sertain, you are going to have to get into the top 10 because Dallas is probably going to take one of those guys. And that means you have to get to Denver at nine. Guess what? Denver wants a quarterback. You want to get up to Carolina at eight. Guess what? If you want a quarterback, you're on the phone with Carolina. If you're New England or you're, um, you're, you're Washington or you're the Bears, you're, you're trying to get up to eight because you're trying to jump Denver. And maybe if you're Denver, you're just saying, hey, uh, Carolina, let's swap picks and we'll throw in something to for your troubles. There's going to be real value there. Now, if, if a team is trying to move up, obviously they're going to be able to offer more in terms of additional picks. But but Carolina going from eight to nine, you know, you're not losing much, right? That's a pretty appealing package. Hey, take a fourth and we'll just swap picks. You just go down one. And, and we want the quarterback that, you, that you're already not going to take. So why wouldn't you just do that? It's going to be hard to get up there. And Carolina, you know, it, they, they just traded for Sam Darnold. They're still going to want a blue chip player. They're still going to want an elite talent to pair with Sam Darnold so that he succeeds. So that is part of the problem with trading up for one of the super elite guys. Now, the other problem is which one of those guys are you moving up for? Because, you know, I I am of the the opinion that J.C. Horn is the best corner in this draft. And if you don't think the league agrees, and that that is particularly interesting, if you don't think the league agrees, let's say you think Dallas is going to take Sertan at 10. New York, probably not going to take 11. Philly, They've already moved. Are they going to go down again? And then all of a sudden you start to get to places where corners might go. Chargers at 13 would want a corner. Uh, the, the, the Panthers at 16 might want a corner. At 17, the Raiders might want a corner. And, and then, you know, there, there's, some, there's some dead zones. Tennessee at 22 might want a corner. The Colts at 21 might want a corner. Uh, so... There, there is some wisdom, I suppose, in wanting to go up. The question is, if you have to get up to 13 from 30, then you're going to have to give up real assets. Like You're going to have to give up a future first-round pick. Is that the smart way to handle this if you think that you can get a guy at 29? Now, the difference between J.C. Horn and, say, um, Greg Newsom, that's a real difference. But how, how big... A difference. Now, in one case, you are guaranteeing that you're getting that guy, and that's part of the appeal. But you can also let the draft play out a little bit more than that to see how things go. And and if you have clean medicals on Greg Newsom and Caleb Farley, that makes it easier for you to be a little bit more patient. And this is something we're going to talk about more on Monday um, because I wrote a big piece for Acme Packing Company today about um, putting together a roadmap for this draft and and where to potentially target some guys and things like that. So I I um, I don't want to preempt that too much. I do think corner in the first makes a lot of sense. Then it's just okay, how aggressive do you want to be to, to get there? And and if I'm the Packers, I'm certainly considering a trade up. If I can get up to 21, that that's kind of the sweet spot for me because 
I think uh, the Titans would want a corner. I think the Jets would want a corner. I think Pittsburgh could be interested in a corner. And the Browns could be interested in a corner. And maybe even, you know, at 28, the Saints. That's a lot of teams that could be taking guys that I want. So let me move up. The Colts are trying to figure out what to do at at that 21 pick, let's say. Hey, we're not really sure what we want to do, but we gave up assets to get Carson Wentz. We'd actually rather acquire some picks. I think that's a Chris Ballard special. 21 is where I have circled. And remember, they moved up to 21 to get Darnell Savage. If they have to move up to 21 to get Caleb Farley, you do it. You do it. Assuming the medicals come back clean, you do it. He's one of the 15 best players in this draft. Go up and and he is the perfect player for the Packers. The perfect player. So uh, that's where I'm looking. You're probably not going to be able to get up. You know, the Bears probably not going to trade down and certainly not going to trade down with Green Bay. And, I, you know, I don't know that you need to get to 19 uh, with Washington or 18 with Miami. But let's say, you know, Miami's on the clock and they got their guy at six. They got Kyle Pitts or they got Jamar Chase. And they're sitting there at 18 going, you know, kind of just be great to get some more picks. And J.C. Horn is on the board. Go up and do that. Go up and do that. Now, if you have to give up a future first, <sighs> probably probably not as interesting. But but maybe you don't have to. Maybe you don't have to. I think that would be overpaying if you could give up a third and a fifth or something like that. I, I would do it. I would do it. Green Bay has the draft capital to do it. And I think Horn is that kind of special player. Those are the two guys I'm moving up for. Uh, and again, Farley with the medical. Horn is a cleaner prospect because he doesn't have that question. And so you definitely move up to do that if you can. It's just going to be too tough to move into the top 10. But that's that's related to this other question. And I've gotten this before. This is from Lawrence and Las Colinas. Hey, Peter Mann. What would it cost to trade up with Atlanta to get Chase? San Francisco, New York, Jacksonville will almost lead like most likely take quarterbacks and it might be worth two first rounders to get him. Okay. No. That's it. It's just a no. I'm not moving up. I'm certainly not giving up two first rounders um, and not for Chase. Chase is not it. Um, I think he's a good prospect. He is not Julio Jones. He's not Calvin Johnson. And I'm just not doing it. I don't think he's that kind of special talent. He can be a really, really, really good football player. He could be an all pro, but there are questions with him. And he is not that he is not that kind of just no doubt slam dunk kind of prospect. He might not even be the best pass catcher in the draft. In fact, most people agree it's Kyle Pitts. And I was having this conversation with America's guest, a friend of the show and friend of mine, Jason Hershorn, about the players who most impact this Packers team. And corner is the position that I think most impacts this team. But we were we were talking about Rashad Bateman and that, you know, the second most impactful would be receiver. And and I said Bateman, of all the guys that Green Bay could reasonably get, probably impacts this team as much as any non-corner in the draft. And he suggested, well, you know, what about Kyle Pitts, Rashawn Slater, any player that they could get if we opened it up that far? You know, it's unrealistic to move up for those guys. But if if you could, and I said, if Caleb Farrelly is, is healthy or healthy enough, if this if the scans come back clean and it seems like you think he can he can play on two contracts in the NFL, 
I think he could impact, or J.C. Horn could impact this team as much as literally any player in the draft that isn't a quarterback. And they're not going to take a quarterback. So I think that that tells you everything you need to know. So trading up for Kyle Pitts would be fun. It would be sexy. I don't, I don't, I don't see it, first of all, obviously. But second of all, if you're going to trade up, if you're going to go big and trade up for someone, I would do it for Horn. That would be my guy. I don't think it makes sense to do it for an offensive player. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA is getting down to it. We're just a couple weeks away from the playoffs starting. We've got the NHL, baseball is back, and the NFL draft is going to be here before you know it. So much to gamble on, and Bet Online has you covered with real time updated odds. Props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED on. That's right. You put money in, use the promo code LOCKED ON, and they will match it up to 50% at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the news you need, sports news, in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. I host it, and it updates you on the latest news in every major sport, not just the Packers, with the help of our local experts on the network. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Before we we move on, I just um, I want to shout out Ruben um, in Minnesota for he sent me um a, a voicemail a really nice voicemail and then a, a really nice follow-up voicemail to make sure that i didn't misunderstand the first voicemail i don't need to play them uh but i i really appreciate them it was you know he was offering his support for me and and just so you guys know i listen to all of these um and so just because i'm not playing them on the show doesn't mean i didn't hear them doesn't mean i don't appreciate all the support that you guys have given the show and continue to give this show Hey, Peter, this is Mark. Uh, I'm calling from Wayland, Michigan. Um, I just wanted to come out here and say that it's honestly hilarious how much the national media gets the Packers' philosophy wrong with all the Rodgers drama and Antonio Brown. And um, But um, I also just wanted to tell you guys, looking at these guys, as draft crushes for the Packers, I really like Melifon, Wu, and Trayvon Morig. Uh, Levi Mozarike out of Washington is a defensive tackle option. Uh, Jabril Cox is my favorite at linebacker. I love Puka Williams from Kansas. I think he's going to be great in pass protection, could fill a Jamal Williams-type role. And then at wide receiver, I love Kadarius Toney, like everyone, obviously. Kind of, um, and then I don't know about Amari Rogers. I think he's still doing fine. But it just seems like all his hype has kind of died out. I don't know if you could talk about that a little, Peter. But um, I just got one more thing for you guys. If you haven't already, invest in um Savage, Sternberger, and Rashawn Gary rookie cards. I think these guys are going to have breakout years next year. Uh, thanks. Bye. Go Packers. All right. So I asked you guys you know, a week or two ago to um, give me your draft crushes. And I appreciate that. Um, I've, I've made most of mine, I think, pretty clear. We haven't really talked about receivers. Uh, Rashad Bateman is certainly a, a draft crush of mine. Um, I think Liam Eichenberg is a little bit, just from the standpoint of, I think he's really underrated. And 
I, I liked him before he started to get this like, okay, top 40 kind of buzz. Um, that That's something that, you know, I kind of, I kind of appreciate being a, a football hipster on stuff like that. Um, and, you know, the, the defensive backs are interesting. Um, I really like Richie Grant. Um, he's just he's just solid, just really solid. The safety from UCF reminds me a lot of Adrian Amos. And I know he's going to be 24 as a rookie, but I, I don't think that's a that's a, an adverse thing for him. You know, obviously, you'd rather him be 21. Um, he's pretty athletic. Just a solid, solid guy. I think he's an easy projection for Green Bay. And it, it's someone that I think would be fun uh, to see in this in this defense because, you know, he's not the kind of guy who is just going to be, you know, this this lockdown slot kind of you know guy who just like erases tight ends. But especially as a zone player in, in this defense, play deep, play in the box, play a little in the slot. Um, he had some great reps in the senior bowl in the slot and he just, he's going to make every tackle. The, the advanced metrics love him. Uh, the tape grinders love him. So I, I think he's, he's probably being slept on right now in, uh, in, in draft circles, because I think the NFL is going to like him a lot more than, uh, than draft Twitter does. All right. I got this question from someone who did not leave uh, a name Please, if you're going to send a question, let, let me shout you out. I love shouting people out, so do that. And if you're going to if you're going to send in a question, just give me your name and where you're from. Um, if there's a run on first round quarterbacks and they are all gone, and the Patriots call and ask for love and a fourth or third for the 15th pick, do you do it? And if so, who do you select? Pains me because I'm pretty bullish on love, but I feel like I do. Thoughts? Thanks for filling the dry off season. Hmm. This is fascinating to me because you're getting a premium pick and you're helping your team win this year, but you are selling out your future. You drafted Jordan Love because you love him, no pun intended, and because you think he can be the future of your franchise. If you're set if you're if you're selling high so to speak, on Jordan Love, this doesn't... So let's put it this way. If you think he can be the heir apparent, he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers good, but if you think he can be a good player, how many many quarterbacks could fetch a top 20 pick right now? I mean, eight, 10? Because there is this, this group of guys who are like multiple first round picks. It's the the Wilsons, the Rogers, um, you know, Mahomes, they're not even going to pick up the phone with. Um, same with Herbert, same with Allen. And then there's this, this next tier of guys. So like if someone calls the Titans and offers them a top 20 pick, if the Patriots called tomorrow and offered the 15th pick for Ryan Tannehill, they probably do that deal, right? Or is that not enough? The Panthers reportedly offered the eighth pick for Matthew Stafford. But they probably should have done that deal. I'm surprised Detroit didn't. They they wanted Jared Goff, allegedly. So you're actually selling high on Jordan Love here. The problem is you're selling out your future. 
And so if you traded up to 26 to get him, you feel like, you know, he's you're, you're still getting a return on that investment, but you're getting a player who is not a quarterback, who does not set you up in the future the same kind of way. Now, if you can go up to 15 and get a guy that you think is a top 10 kind of, let's see, you can go up to 15 and get JC Horn. And then you're sitting there at 29 and, you know, you can get Rashad Bateman. And you come out of this draft with two guys who could legit be star players in the draft. Star players. And not just help Aaron Rodgers win this year, next year, or wherever. It also means now you can commit to Rodgers if you want to. There are a lot of sliding doors that that this would create. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's likely to happen. It could happen. It is an interesting question, though. I think it all depends on who's there. If you if you think you can get a top 10 kind of talent, a top eight, you know, I think J.C. Horn is probably one of the like six or seven best players in this draft, full stop. If you can get a guy like that at 15, if the Patriots call when he's on the board, man, that's really tough. Because I think Horn could be, you know, Jalen Ramsey. And so if you're getting that, it's tough because, you know, you you can still move on from Rodgers in a couple of years if you want and get picks. You know, I don't think the Packers are dead set on doing that. I think they put this plan in motion because they really, really like Jordan Love. And so th- their viewpoint on it is, hey, in 2021, you have that season with Rodgers. And then in the offseason, you can get a King's Ransom for him. You move on to Jordan Love. You're getting Jordan Love and you know, let's say three first round picks. That's the bounty. If you are getting um, just the 15th pick for Jordan Love, then your future is Aaron Rodgers and nothing. But it could be Aaron Rodgers and a Super Bowl or two. So that's that's the balancing act here. And, and I, you know, there are going to be a lot of fans who just say, hey, um, give me the Super Bowl, please. Well, okay, great. Yes. If you knew that that's what you're getting, you don't. You don't. And and this is all, um, you know. Uh, Ian Rappaport said it. He was on. Um, uh, he was on with with Leroy and Sparky and and Gary Ellerson in Milwaukee, and he was saying, "Look, teams that go all in tend to fail. We have this Tampa archetype, and there are a dozen examples of it not working, and this one example of it working." So just be careful on that. But this would be a way to sort of do a little, straddle the line a little bit because you're getting the extra first now to help Rodgers. And then, you know, you're extending that window a little bit with enough time to say, okay, maybe we can figure this out down the line. Plus you're getting this elite talent. It's tough. It really is tough because it seems like the Packers are set on on maintaining this flexibility. And that doesn't mean they're going to use it. It just means that they have it. And it could be the case that, it, you know, in a year, they can get a bunch of picks for Rodgers. And then you use those picks. You're going to get those picks anyway. So are you, in a sense, selling low on love? Because you're, you're, you have to factor in the opportunity cost of not being able to trade Rodgers. Because theoretically, now Rodgers is going to play out his contract. And by the time it's over, he either retires or his value is probably significantly diminished. 
You know, if you're trading 40-year-old Rodgers, two years removed from an MVP season, and he hasn't looked as good when we're just assuming that part of it, you're not going to get as much in a trade like that, or maybe he just retires and you get nothing. Now, again, if you have him and he's really good, if he was like he was last year, you'd rather have that. <laughs> you'd rather have that and the pick. So I, I, I think sometimes we forget that these are not all easy decisions to make. There are a lot of fans who act like, oh, well, just keep Rodgers and, and figure it out. Okay, well, think about what you're potentially giving up as well. That has to be part of the calculation. We don't think about opportunity cost, I think, nearly enough when we, when we do this. And part of that is the emotional nature of fandom. There's a connection to Aaron Rodgers. You have no connection to Jordan Love. And in some ways, Jordan Love is the guy who is pushing out Aaron Rodgers, or at least that's the perception of it. So it's interesting. I, I, it's a wonderful thought exercise, and I'm, I'm really thankful for the question. I just wish you would have said that it was you. So if it was you, let me know it was you so I can shout you out on the next podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. I just got a new shipment of Built Bars. Um, got to taste that new birthday cake flavor. Um, I have the Marchuro marshmallow on deck. I haven't tried that one yet, but man, doesn't that just sound delicious? Just sounds delicious. These things, I'm telling you, are the truth. The truth. Low sugar, low calorie, high protein, high fiber. Friend of the show, Jacob Westendorf from, from Game On Wisconsin, was telling me he's on a two-bar-a-day diet. He, he just can't stop eating them. They're delicious, and you can do it, as I said to him, guilt-free. That's the best part. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% off promo on your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's April, and the Locked On NFL network of podcasts is shifting into draft mode. April 19th through the 26th, tune in to the ultimate Mock Draft 2021, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Stay tuned for more info about where you can find the ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right. Thanks to everyone for the questions. Um, I appreciate it. As always, keep sending them in. Uh, we've got a lot more to get to next week. And we've got more guests and, and more stuff planned for you as we get closer to the draft. So make sure that, that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Maybe you listen on the Odyssey app. Go check it out there. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers, like us on Facebook. And anytime you want to be a part of a show like this, when you can hit me up on Twitter, I have people say all the time, send me a question and they say, hey, um, this is for the podcast <laughs> versus answer it on Twitter. No, this is for the podcast. That's fine. Let me know. Send me a DM on Twitter. I'm, I'm always there and I'm always there to talk football. Just so you know, that I, had, I ran into this the other day. Someone, they started a conversation a little adversarial and I went back at them and they were like, Hey man, why are you being a jerk? And I said, just reread how you started this conversation. And he went, oh, my bad. Sorry. I want to talk football. If you're, if you're going to do that, if you're going to, if you're going to slide into the DMS and you want to talk, I'm here to talk, let's talk, but understand that I get a lot of messages. I get a lot of tweets and a lot of people are trying to start stuff and I'm not trying to deal with that. So come correct. 
and we can talk football. It's great. Uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, relatively nice. So if you want to talk football, I'm always, always, always trying to talk football. That's what this show is about. So send me a tweet, send me a DM, or hit me up on the Lockdown Packers fan hotline 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.